0: Hey, it's Jessica Dirksen, and you are listening to the True To You podcast, the place to be to get the tools to live your life by design so that you can be the person you want to be and live a life that you love. Hey, you're listening to the True To You podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dirksen, and today I am speaking with Nasira Jamal. Nasira has been raising her own child with special needs for the past 29 years. As a single parent and a low-income earner, she has brought herself out of a life of poverty to achieving well over $50 million in sales volume over the last 10 years. She is the author of an Amazon bestseller book called Life Reset. Nasira specializes in working with startup and impact driven entrepreneurs who are ready to optimize their business and maximize their results. As a certified bank iOS coach, she helps her clients make six figures plus with scientifically proven strategies to supercharge their results up to 300%. Hello, Nasira. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you, Jessica, for having me. It's
1: it's an absolute pleasure to be here.
0: I'm so excited. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. So my name's Nasira Jamal, and I... um, Wrote a book, (laughs) published a book this past year, so that's been one of my big things that I've been working on, but um, a little bit of background about me. I actually am a realtor in Toronto, um, as well as a coach, and um, I started my journey um, about 16 years ago in sales. But uh, in terms of my life, I was uh, married and divorced at a very young age and have a child that has special needs. So my life actually um, kind of took a turn when my son was diagnosed because I was unable to work. And um, so that really brought some some reflection work for me now in terms of writing the book is um, about how I got out of sort of the chaotic life that I was in with my mindset and also struggling financially. So that's really where everything kind of started uh, for me. And um, I've I've written the book to help others, to make sure that, you know, they can shorten their learning curve. I've put strategies in there of how to um, do your mind, body, soul kind of work that you can attain a life that is uh, full of abundance professionally and um, personally.
0: Wow, I love it. So before I would love to learn, of course, more about the book and talk more about it. But before that, can you, you know, really share with us kind of the struggles that you went through? Like, I know you just kind of touched on them. But how was that, you know, not being able to work? Um, Like, how did you feel? And how did you get through all of that?
1: So you know what I and I guess hindsight is 2020. Now looking back, but while I was going through it, it was just being in a very dark place and um, nothing seemed to work out. It seemed to me that um, I was just dealt a bad hand, you know, and I kept uh, struggling through it, especially as a young single mom. I delivered my son at the age of 23 and um, I was divorced at that point. Um, so it was a tough thing because I was it was like a child raising a child. You know, I wasn't really. um I didn't know who I was, or also I think because I was so um, negatively impacted by family and outside world stuff that I really, I, I really put focus on the problems being external, like everybody else was the problem. But what I realized in my journey was the problems existed within me, which was really based on the negative thought patterns the idea that I was dealt a bad hand and the vibration that I was carrying. But that only came after, of course, you know, going through that journey of raising him and figuring it out, not having money, not having, uh, you know, support from his dad and all of that. So that became sort of the focus point, focal point at that time in my life.
0: And so how did you like, come, like, overcome that? Because, you know, now you, you just said you're a realtor and you're a coach. And how were you able to get through that? Or how did you really start to realize that the problems were internal? It wasn't because of the everything external going on around you.
1: Well, this is the the strangest thing is as I was in the hospital and I, and we were in hospital for months on end because his diagnosis was so complicated um, that I would really, um, close my eyes when I did close my eyes, it was more to get away from the life I had. And so I would do these visualizations and I didn't even really know what I was doing, but it was more like dreaming. And what happened was that as I kept thinking about the way I wanted life to be within a three year, uh, your span, I actually started to experience these things in my life, which was like, I actually did get a job. I bought my own house. Um, I had my own car. I was able to travel. So what, what I did was I kind of connected the dots From the other way almost reverse engineered it to saying how did it become that in in a short amount of time I was able to reconstruct my life and one of those things was um, these visualizations that I was doing because I was trying to get away from the actual thing that was happening in my life which meant that I was changing my vibration because while I was doing that I was feeling better I, I felt emotionally better and and then I was actually applying, not just the visualization, but taking action. So because I was feeling better, I was applying for jobs and wanted to, at that point, become more, um, you know, congruent, congruent with what I wanted to do. And at that time, I had gotten my early childhood education uh, degree. So I was working, wanted to work with young children, became a licensing officer. And in those um in those relationships that I was building while I was working really made my life uh, something where I could be proud of. And then I began the entrepreneurial journey, which is something my dad started me on because I was working, but making very little income. And with my son having all of the challenges, he had the foresight and the wisdom to say, you're going to need more money, more resources to support a child that has so many medical needs. And I started, you know, my entrepreneurial journey at that point and became a realtor.
0: That's amazing. I love like the power of visualization is so impactful. And I don't know if a lot of people realize that, but when you really, you know, visualize what it is you want and you think about it so often, exactly what you said, like you take action, you start to act in in alignment with that vision, right? With that belief that you're, that you're creating for your life.
1: Absolutely. And and I didn't know at that point, that's what I was doing. But intuitively, I feel like I was being guided. Mm -hmm. That's where the that's where the the gold was not necessarily the gold, but the nugget of wisdom was that to follow that light. Um, And the dreaming was part of that, that. Yeah,
0: I love it. I was just having a conversation yesterday actually with another coach and we were talking about you know how sometimes people don't even know where it is they want to go and they're unhappy in their life and they're frustrated but they've never really asked themselves like what would I love what would I love to be doing what would I love more of in my life and until we really you know ask ourselves those questions and visualize it we don't know where we're going right if we don't if we don't know where we want to go how will we ever get there.
1: Exactly. And I think that's the part of uh, visualizing for a lot of people. The stumbling block is, well, I can't have it anyway, so why why bother? You know, it's too grand, a, too grand a dream. But for me, from where I was in that dark space in that hospital, any type of dreaming was far out. You know, it was like, how do you get out of that mess, right? Where the doctors are giving you bad news after bad news, but you have to sort of believe in this ability that your subconscious mind, and I teach this for my coaching clients is it doesn't know whether you're, what you're visualizing is real or not. Like meaning if you already have it or don't have it, the subconscious mind just looks at that as if that's an image you're showing it, then it's going to find a way to produce it in your life. Somehow, some way it's going to find a way to bring it to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. It's so, so true. It's like, um, you know, when people want to lose weight and they're so focused on, they can't lose weight, they can't lose weight. They're just, that's what their subconscious realizes. Right. And so they're always going to act in alignment with that thought. Right. (laughs) It's so interesting. Our minds are just so powerful and talking more about that. Let's talk a little bit more about your book. So it's called life reset. Yes. And can you share a bit more details about it?
1: So in the book, I I do uh, write my story, but it's not to write my story as an autobiography. It was just to give some framework of what I was going through by mind, body, and spirit or soul, and how I actually used some strategies that helped me get out of the mess I was in in all of those areas. So what I did was I created um, each strategy as a chapter, and in it, I give a bit of uh, the background of my story and how I was struggling and then how the strategies that I applied actually got me to a place where I really wanted to be. And, um, I share, how one can create personal and professional abundance in their life by applying the strategies. And they're very simple. It's an easy read for a book. It's not, um, you know, 500 pages or anything like that, but the strategies are easily um, implemented by anybody reading it so that they can start seeing changes right away.
0: Awesome. And what, so I know we kind of talked about visualization, but are there any other strategies you can share for our listeners who might be struggling right now? Yeah.
1: So one of the main, when my, one of my favorite chapters is one that I've written on forgiveness. What I have found, and I teach manifestation. So when I teach manifestation and when there's blockages, typically the blockage comes from the place of the person... Be, being unable to forgive either themselves or a situation that's happened or a person. And so my favorite chapter is on forgiveness. And I talk about um, the Hawaiian technique called Ho'oponopono and how powerful this is to change your subconscious um, belief on letting things go and allowing you to have the freedom from forgiveness. So, uh, I actually talk in that chapter of how I was limiting my manifestations because I was holding a grudge against my mother-in-law who I felt was responsible for my first divorce. And, uh, because she was, um, you know, very restrictive in what I was able to do being married. And I was married into a a family where culturally we live with my, with your in-laws. And so, Anyway, so I wrote in the book about my incident with my mother in law, and I wasn't able to manifest certain things. But as soon as I was able to forgive her for what I felt was grievances against me on her, whatever she did, I realized quickly that there was a freeness that happened. And all of a sudden, many, many things that I wanted to have in my life started to appear. And I actually connect the dots to forgiving her. For allowing other things to come into my life because there is a vibration that we hold if we're holding grudges. And though that vibration is so low that we attract other things that correlate with that same vibration. So that's a huge learning for me was to create my vibrational world into the things I want to attract. So in my book, I talk about these things um, from the angles of manifestation. And the main one, of course, like I said, is forgiveness.
0: And if someone was really trying, you know, they know maybe it is their mother-in-law or a parent or a sibling or someone in their life that they know that they have to let go of that, like they have to forgive And and maybe it's themselves. What is that first step to forgiveness? Like how do they even, what if they have such a grudge against them?
1: Yeah. So I totally relate to that because I held that grudge for my mother-in-law for about 20 years, you know, and, and it was, it, it almost eats you up. So it becomes a poison, right? Where you can't even see beyond, like if you hold a grudge against yourself for holding that grudge. But um, so the first thing is to actually um, write everything down as to what it is that is the the problem or what you feel has been done to you that was unfair and what that grudge is. And it's not so much that you, you almost want to put it on paper to bring it to life where you're releasing it from your subconscious mind, writing it on paper. So now you've released it to the paper. So energy cannot be destroyed, but energy can be transformed. And so what you want to be able to do is you want to write it out, cry it out, bring it out onto the paper, release the subconscious of that memory. And then what I encourage my clients to do is actually go into a garden or a safe place outside where you burn that piece of paper where you've, written it and the reason you do this is as i mentioned is because energy cannot be destroyed but it can be transformed something happens between you taking it from your subconscious mind writing it on a piece of paper and then transforming that energy um, when you're burning that piece of paper that's one of the ways to begin the journey of letting go. And then the other one, as I briefly mentioned, is the Hopono, hopono te- technique, which is you take that person's name and you recite these four mantras. Basically it says, I, um, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, and I thank you. And you continually say this towards that person or towards the situation, or even towards yourself. You can say your name if there's something that you wanna forgive uh, yourself for. And you basically say this mantra. And what happens when you say these mantras over and over again is subconsciously you are releasing and you are taking your vibration up to the vibration of love. And this is such a powerful technique. Like I still use it to this day. Even if it's not something I'm forgiving because something's happened, it's just to the universe declaring that I'm doing this technique to just clear my energy to make sure that I'm not holding any even light grudges or even light subconscious uh, negative uh, thoughts that I'm holding on to. So I, I actually practice this daily. And it's been transformational.
0: Wow, I love that. I love both of those techniques. I actually just read a book um, recently and they talked about the hopono hopono technique as well. So that's really interesting. I love that you brought that up.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things that is really I I do believe it's changed my life and it continues to do so because things happen. Right. I mean, people sometimes we meet people and they say something or we get hurt by something someone does. I mean, these are part of just things that happen in life. But if you can learn to easily let go, you can always hold a higher vibration of love. And that is what's going to attract towards you different things that hold that vibration.
0: Absolutely. So I, I mean, I can't imagine like people who are so, you know, maybe like you said, they have such a grudge towards someone and then they're angry at themselves for having that grudge and just holding that kind of energy for so long must be, you know, draining.
1: It is. And what the other side of all of that is, and what I've learned is the, the the fact that we hold on to some some of these negative things, the longer we hold on to them, the more chances of a physical illness showing up in our life happens. The reason is because... Initially, we're getting these signs, you know, that says the universe sends a sign, subtle signs of, you know, you need to let that go, you need to let that go. And the more we hold on to it, the body then gets involved where we now see illness showing up because the universe is going to try and get our attention in a more grander way to say you need to handle this before it becomes even more problematic.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I this has been This is so great. Such good information. I really, really believe in the power of writing things down. Um, So I love that you said that, you know, write it down and go somewhere and release it and, you know, burn it. Um, But putting things, there's something different than when you think about something all the time. And then when you actually put it down on paper, like transforming that energy, exactly what you said, it's so incredible and really, really like powerful it also works on on the
1: other side too right when we when people talk about writing a gratitude journal or writing the goals that you want to accomplish there's something that happens from the brain when you are writing it down and you're visualizing that like now you can visually see what you've written and then taking the action towards it creates this space for you for you to accomplish what it is you want to accomplish so it's also on a very positive way you can create the life that you want by writing things down and again gratitude i write about that in in my book as well, is one of the highest frequencies that you can tap into. And when you are grateful for the things you already have, and Oprah Winfrey says this best, right? Where she says, the more you're grateful for the things you have, the more things you have that come into your life that you can be grateful for. So if you're really looking at something easy to do is to start a gratitude
0: journal. Yeah, absolutely. I'm such a believer in that. That's exactly, I tell every, you know, I always have my top three things. I tell people what habits to create in their life. And that is always number one, because that, when I started a gratitude practice, it changed my life. You know, you spend so much of your day looking for things to be grateful for that. You don't have time to worry about the things in your life that you don't have, or the things that like the small things that might've used to upset you. Right. Cause you're spending this time in a totally different mindset. And so I, I'm such a believer. I love that you brought that up because I practice gratitude every morning and I write down my goals. I always have, you know, my top 10 goals and some of them can be accomplished in the next month. Some of them will be the next five years, but they're meaningful to me and that you're so right when you write them down, you can visualize it and just something transforms.
1: Yep. And I think that's the key, right? Is you have to get into the practice of it. Like it's not just doing it once it's getting into the practice and making it one of those habitual things that you do, just like you brush your teeth or you, you know, drink your morning coffee, whatever it is, make it part of your ritual so that it becomes um, a subconscious kind of reprogramming that you're doing over time.
0: Absolutely. So Nutera, I'm really curious to know, how do you go from, or do both like being a realtor and a coach, like they just seem, you know, kind of, different types of careers and you've, I, I don't want to say blended them together because they're probably still very separate, but how do you manage both? And what's your, how does that go?
1: <laughs> well, you know what it is? It, I mean, it gets busy, right? So I'm with clients, whether I'm showing homes or listing their home. And I, because I enjoy both so profoundly that I feel my gift is in connection with people in relationship building. So as a realtor, I bring that to every single person that I'm able to help whether they're moving to their first home or they're you know selling their 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 family home and they're retiring and they're moving into a condo or whatever that life story is my my whole um, objective of being a realtor was to help people in their journey of real estate and so how I incorporated coaching into that was helping realtors also, Um, That wanted to get into their business where they wanted to excel a lot of uh, new uh, realtors, you know, don't have the um, financial sort of gains to see how they can create uh, a powerful business for themselves. So I really took it as That I could help the people, not just in um, transactions for my clients, but also the realtors for coaching them to create a business that they can be proud of and also impactful in. I also then realized that there were other sales professionals and entrepreneurs that can use the same training that I teach in coaching that they can implement into their businesses and excel exponentially um, and and shorten their learning curve in terms of sales training so so what I was able to do was take the gift that I feel my genius is is working with people and uh, really allowing them to see their gifts and their genius and bring them to that place of transformation that I'm able to balance the two because they're, they're, um, part of my genius, you know? And so, yes, it does take planning and my calendar is full. Um, (laughs) but I, I enjoy it so much that I really make time for both and I excel at both. So it's just something I love doing.
0: I love it. And I never, you know, I never really thought of, the relationship between the two, because they sound so different, right? A realtor and a coach, but they really have that bottom line of you're, you're still serving other people. You're there to help them live, like help them find a home that they're passionate about, where they're going to maybe grow a family and live and love. And it's the same thing with the coaching, right? You're helping them find their passion, do what they're, do what they're passionate about and be successful at it. So it's so interesting how like the bottom line really does relate to one another.
1: Absolutely, it is all about that for me in terms of being in service to others and helping them get to where they want to get to faster.
0: Because Mm -hmm.
1: for me, um, in my sales journey, there was nobody that helped me, right? So it took me many years to figure out the formula of success, figure out how to deal with people, figure it all out by myself. Whereas I find when you do have a coach, when somebody's guiding you through it, they can shorten that curve that learning curve for you and you can excel in life as well as in in business and you need sort of that guidance right to be able to accomplish a lot more and for my real real estate clients you know they appreciate that coaching from a perspective of you know, how do we get our home sold in this amount of time so we can actually do our move? And you're coaching them through the entire process. And a lot of that also is related to their mindset, right? We're talking yeah, to yeah. them through their mindset. Some of it is, is not, you know, serving them. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said um, people need a coach. Like I 1000% agree that people need a coach. If you are an entrepreneur, especially if you're a business owner, like I'm a coach and I have a coach. And I remember when I first started my business, I was like, no, I don't need one. Like I'll coach myself. It doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, as soon as I got a coach, it was like, wow. My business I, started to have, flourish. It's
1: so funny you say that. Cause I have people saying, oh, I have a coach. Google's my coach, you know, like I just Google <laughs> everything. <laughs> But Google and doesn't like, ask you the hard questions. <laughs> yes. And Google doesn't take you down that path, right? Like it it will only answer what you say or what you put in the search bar, but it's not going to give you um, the actual strategy on getting you to the point where you want to get to, right? So um, it, it's funny, like people, and even when I started coaching initially for me was not a, a thing because I just thought either I could teach it to myself or, well, I can't afford that. But it was more later when I figured out was how could I how what I couldn't afford was what I needed the most. And once I even in real estate, I hired a coach, my business trends, I tripled my income within the first year because the coach was able to not only just show me strategy and show me how to do it, but also how to do it quickly. And um, see the results. Right. So it was it was transformational to have even a real estate coach. And now, of course, I have a coach uh, for both sides. I have a real estate coach as well as I have a coach for my coaching business, because I know that my mentor will um, help me uh, because they're a few steps ahead of me in terms of what. The things that I need to do to grow the coaching business and, and, and show up for people in a way that I need to show up for them. And, and the accountability piece is huge. I think that is something that works. That's why coaching works is because there's accountability built right into it.
0: Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Um, so can you share with us what you're up to next? What do you have? Maybe, are you working on anything exciting? Yes, I
1: am so excited. So I just got certified as a a bank iOS coach and that basically means that um, there are six intelligences that every person or business, uh, once you um, learn the six intelligences, in your business and in your personal life that you can transform whatever it is you're doing because you've got this understanding on different levels and so i because i just got certified i'm actually holding my very first um bank ios coaching uh, program starting on july the 23rd and um it is actually um a coaching that's um, not just um A group coaching, but there's also one on a one-on-one component in there. So people that are going through the program will be able to get the results they're looking for, based on the group that's going to help them, and also the one-on-one coaching with myself, which will which will be um, more sort of laser focused on what they're trying to accomplish.
0: Oh, interesting. So is this more focused on for businesses, like for business coaching, or life coaching or is it the methodology
1: the bank. of bank is actually um the biology which is buy on learning buying behavior of your clients and your life partners your family and um, the people that you interact with the reason is is that in relationships you're having conversations and this is a communication tool so what this methodology allows you to do is have better relationships with your family with your children as well as in your business so it's really putting both of those together so that you can have a balance between your life gains and your business gains
0: that's so neat. So it's a kind of coaching, you know, for like you said, communication. So I just imagine learn based on how certain people are, you learn how to communicate better with them because we're all, you know, we're all different.
1: Yeah. So it's based on personality science. And um, there is a, a study that was done at San Francisco State University where they did a white paper on is this methodology actually a able to depict buying behavior, whether it's your son buying into, you know, getting his clothes on in the morning uh, to go to school, or is it a client looking at buying your product or service? And the whole thing that is um, the basis of all of this is using the personality science to depict buying behavior into what you're trying to do with your business or your personal life. And once you learn, there are um, Four codes, just like um, Hippocrates did this for when back in, I don't know, 2000 years ago, where he uh, used codes for depicting how a person in the health field, um, he can treat them based on their patterns. This methodology is based on the, the personality of the bank codes that we have. All of us have all four codes and the acronym B, A, N, K denotes those characteristics. So the B stands for blueprint, the A is action, the N is nurture, and the K is knowledge. So depending on what your personality type is in the predominant uh, spot, which is your number one spot, is how we can start to train people on communicating with the person with that code so that you're able to deliver the information in the language they understand. So communicate with them the way they want to be communicated to rather than communicating with them in your personal style. Because remember, we all have all of these in us, but our predominant one is the one that shows up first when we meet somebody. So if it's a client that has an opposite code to you and you show up in your code, more than likely you're not going to win them in the conversation. They're not going to buy into whatever you're talking to them about because the language is different. And that's what that whole methodology is. That's what we're going to be teaching in our course is to learn that and to implement it so that you can actually have more successful conversations and you can convert your prospects into customers faster
0: that is so neat so this is in july and can anyone sign up is it an in-person thing is it online um no so they can actually um it is a,
1: um, a virtual course however you know obviously uh, the coaches like uh, myself i will be there in each of the calls, but it is an online course that is um, a 12-week program, and um, you can get more information on my
0: website,
1: or you can contact me directly via email, and I can get you more details.
0: Perfect, and can you share with us where people can find you, your social media, your website, your email? and Absolutely. So my
1: website is, uh, you can just find me at www.nasirajamal.com. Or you can find me on Facebook under my profile, which is nasirajamal.com, or nasirajamal. And then you can find me on my business page at Life Reset Academy.
0: Ah, perfect. I love it. Nasira. do you have any final thoughts to share with us before you go today?
1: Well, you know what? I just want to say that for those that are out there thinking how can they, um, you know, if they're struggling with life, whether it be finances or relationships Really look, first of all, just look within yourself and find out what you believe to be true. Because some of these things that we have as belief patterns are actually untruths. And so if you are really considering that journey of figuring this out, you want to find out, first of all, if any of your beliefs are untruths you know it's just stuff that you've either been told or that you've assumed it to be true because once you figure out that some of this stuff that you do believe is really not even true then you can start the transformation process in in getting to where you want to get to. So the inward journey is a really important one, and I feel that you know for those that take that journey, um, they come out on the other side really being authentic to who they are, serve a purpose that they were meant to serve, and be aligned with um, feeling that that frequency of
0: love at all times. I love it. I love that so much. It is so important to really do the work in, internally before you can do anything externally. I'm such a believer in that. And I truly, truly believe that our beliefs don't have to be true, right? They can all be changed. So I'm so glad that you said that. And thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Jessica, for your time
1: too. I appreciate it.
0: If you like what you hear on the Trudy podcast, hit subscribe and head over to our website at thetrudylifestyle.com and learn more about what we do.